ladies and gentlemen, Taylor Hall is a Boston Bruin, and I had to start the episode off with that because we have Zach here, noted Sabres fan, and we're back. Hi, Zach. Here's Bjork in a second round pick. Yep. I, hey, you said it, not me. Someone was going to say it, so might as well get started early. Yeah, that's fair. Speaking of Bjork, what, uh, 18 games played, three goals, one assist. Yes. What do you think of Bjork in your short time of actually watching him as a Buffalo Sabre? Oh, Duff player. Well, nothing more than that, really. So what you're saying is if you're trading Taylor Hall, you should get more than a solid depth player and a second-round pick. I mean, if the Maple Leafs can get, if they got a first-round pick for Nick Flynn, I'm sure we could have gotten a former MVP. But you know what? We didn't, so I don't know why. That was a terrible trade. Oh, God. Virtual hug. It's it's Virtual also hug. it's also kind of funny to look at Lazar. Three assists in ten games this season. Oh, that's true. You know, like Bjork wow. has one more point in many more games. I don't know. I'm so t- I'm so sad about losing Curtis Lazar. I don't know. You should I, be. Yeah, you should be. Oh, yeah, I totally am. Yeah, what to do? It's the only heart your team had. Not really. No, he, he, there no, wasn't but any really. heart on that team. Actually, no, that's not true. The heart that was on that team was Lena Elmark. Oh, man, this sucks for Zach. I'm sorry, Zach. <laughs> yeah, the more I look, I'm just like, oh, former Sabre, former Sabre. Ah, this is this is going to go well. <laughs> Zach, how how are you still a Sabres fan? Like, like that's just a genuine question. Like, how have you not Vacation. just... Vacation, man. <laughs> just just listen. hoping. Listen, I was born in 97, and... I was two years old when the Buffalo Bills were in the playoffs before 2017. So I had to wait 17 years for that team to be good again. So um, that should tell you a thing or two about me. I am used to my teams not being so good. And uh, the Bills are good. Or something, apparently. Cause they, mm. uh, like a, shut up, Cowboys fan. Um, wow. It's my time to talk. Oh my god! Can we kick Bradley off this podcast, please? Please, please make it please. the Alex and Zach show. <sighs> like, oh god. thanks a lot. Deadline trading with <laughs> Alex and Zach. <laughs> Anyways, vacation, man. What can I say? Vacation. I mean, you know, it. Maybe, maybe one of these days they'll make the playoffs. Maybe. <laughs> or maybe one of these days they'll, you know, trick you into thinking they might for longer than the first month of the season. Yeah. Hey, they're not doing too bad right now, okay? Uh, okay. Well, the first nine games of the season, they were 5-3-1. and one. So I know. The goals four per game to th- of three and a goals allowed per game of 2.44. And now in their last nine, they're 2-6-1 and one with 2.78 goals four per game and a 4.33 goals allowed per game. So, I have to ask you, do you see anything different in the Sabres team? Not saying they're going to be a wild card team or anything close to that, but, or is this just another case of the Sabres having a hot stretch? Just so happens to be in the first quarter of the season again. Oh. And then sucking right after. Or do you think that they're, this team will, you know, regress back to close to a 500 team and 
maybe, you know, not be horrible on ice? So, when the season started, I don't think anyone really had the Sabres being an average team at best. I thought they were, especially with all of the moves they made in the offseason and all that, I think they thought it was going to be another rough year of Sabres hockey. But um, I think they have, what, now, like seven wins now? And I read a stat, and it said last year it took the Sabres 33 games to get 15 points. 33 oh games. <laughs> and last year, and this year now, it only took them 15 games to get there. So there is some improvement. I know people think I might be hilarious for trying to make a joke, but... Uh-oh. I watch this team more than they do, so <laughs> it helps have an actual coach who knows what he's doing and not utilizing his talent with a bunch of HL players and fourth liners. So, hey, look, even though they lose games, like they look like a team who wants to compete because ugh, I hate re- revisiting this game, but the Maple Leafs game a couple of weeks ago, they were own three to one with that and they came roaring back and unfortunately lost in the repair with 11 seconds left and then you go to the rangers game another heartbreaking game but it was back and forth scoring goals you you didn't see that out of ralph Kruger or any other coaches that have tried to do their best here so i don't expect them to make the playoffs but Said from the end of the season, I at least want them to be watchable, and I know their record is seven and nine, something like that. But they are watchable. Like I said, you might think I'm trying to be funny or whatever, but I really do believe that they are. They, I mean, they hung in there with the Edmonton Oilers. They didn't do so well against the Calgary Flames, but just like neither did expected good teams. Yeah, let's go with that. It's just encouraging to. See them compete. Um, I bet. I mean, yeah, that's that's pretty, well, pretty much is saying is um, watchable, regardless regardless of how the record is right now so far this season. Yeah, I mean, yeah, seven, nine, and two, sixteen points in eighteen games, like obviously not a record that's gonna. You know, make everyone go, oh my god, that's incredible. But considering where they were last year, and considering they lost, you know, well, they traded Eichel, they traded, oh my god, uh, Reinhardt, they traded Rissalainen, which might have been a net positive. But, you know, considering all that, like, 7-9-2, first 18 games, not bad. Obviously, it's a long season, but... I mean, they're doing better than the four eleven and one sends in the division. Mm-hmm. Nine points yeah. in sixteen games. I will say, it helps that they're playing the different teams too. Like, oh yeah, we it's not so much it. fun. It, is, it really is like not playing the same team. Obviously, we saw each other what eight times last year. Yeah, and it's different. Like changing up, like going out to the West Coast trips, seeing these Western Conference teams that you haven't seen since the before the pandemic hit. So. That's a. I feel like that's another reason why they're not doing so bad. But I'm gonna be honest with you. Some of the games they've won, they never should have won. 
Like, <laughs> I'm sure you guys heard about that that Penguins game, how many shots they faced in the, in the third period. I think and I'm not trying to estimate it best as I can, but I think the shots were 23 in Pittsburgh's favor in the third period of that game. Jeez. And they still won. Um, Anaheim Ducks, when they were playing Anaheim, they were had a 3 nothing lead, and they blew it and won in overtime. Buffalo did. But they had this bad habit of not playing a full 60. Ah, never yeah. seen that before. <laughs> and um, yesterday against the Jackets, like, I know they lost and all that, but, again, they showed some fight, and I... I said, I'm happy that they're competing because it's just nice to see. It's refreshing to see. Compared to what I've seen this team do the last 10 years, it's nice to see some heart and competitiveness to this team now. Yeah, and I, I, I got to ask with that, because um, I, I was looking at like the Sabres stats, like individual point totals and whatnot, uh, but <laughs> one thing that stood out to me, and yes, it's six, it's six games played for this goalie, but Craig Anderson has a 921 save percentage. Yeah, he's, I never <laughs> would have thought that he would have that at, how old is he, 41 years old or something like that, in his 40s? And I think he's 40, yeah. Yeah, 40. He's one of the best goaltenders in the league before, before he got hurt. So, um... That was a really big surprise to me, and that's another reason why the team is where they are right now, is the goaltending. We obviously talked a little bit about the Karski, but my credit goes to Anderson, too, because he kept them in it. He kept them in that Tam- in the, when they beat Tampa Bay. I think he outshot Buffalo in the second period, like 15-4. to four. So, they don't win that game without Anderson. Um, he was in that with the Anaheim game, but he made some great saves, too. Like I said, it's the goaltending. Which, if you would have told me that Craig Anderson and Dustin Tokarski would have had one of the best stats in the league, I would have thought you were crazy. A career backup goaltender and a goalie who's way past his prime are one NHL leaders and save percentage and all that. So, but here we are. But um, don't get me started about Aaron Dell because it's not it's not pretty. Um, yeah. you're right. It's beautiful. Would you shut up? Yeah. Yeah, it's just yeah, Craig Anderson. I mean, <laughs> we we obviously have our um memories of playing against Craig Anderson, you know. I think that's the that's too, right? well, yes, last year in the bubble or not the bubble. Last year's playoffs, obviously yeah. when uh Vanacek got hurt in game 1 against the Caps, obviously, Anderson came in. But, you know, also uh, 2016-17, Anderson on the Sens. But we ignore that. Um, And you kind of mentioned him uh, before we started recording, but Tage Thompson. Uh, Mm -hmm. Well, one, correct me if I'm wrong. You got him in the O'Reilly trade, right? Correct, yes. What's, like, is he probably been the MVP of the Sabres so far this season? Yeah. I would definitely think that. Like, if you take away Anderson Ford getting hurt in the goaltending, yeah. Um, Tage has been really good this year. And, again, it's nice to see because 
during that, I hate revisiting this, but during that 10-game winning streak um, that season, like, he didn't, he was, like, more like a third and fourth line guy, you know, so he really didn't, like, see much of the ice, and he hasn't really been a factor, and then, what do you know, under Don Granado, he's been one of our best, going back to last year, even, he's been one of our best players, and I had him being a breakout player for the series this year, and so far, he hasn't disappointed, so, yeah, it's, Fair to say that Tage has been the MVP and all this team, and that's what you want to see because you guys know how bad that O'Reilly trade was. <laughs> when, you know, sadly, unfortunately for you guys, you saw it firsthand. Oh yeah, twenty nineteen. So you got Tage, who's really good. So let's see if he keep, keeps on going. Patrick Berglund, Vladimir Saboka, who are, I don't know where the heck those players are nowadays, and um. First round pick, which turned out to be Ryan Johnson. So, don't get me wrong, it stung for that Riley trade because he's a good player. And when you surround a good player with talent, look exactly the same thing with Taylor Hall. You know, you have a guy who's a really good player in this league and has a good proven track record. Take him out of system here in Buffalo under Kruger and he goes to a good, good, a good team and a good system, look what happens, you know? And we saw that in the playoffs too, I feel like. So I'm glad that Tage is doing good. I'm just hoping he can keep it going. Um, Vladimir Saboka, he is playing in the Czech League right now. He's got yes. 8 points, 3 goals, and 16 games played. <laughs> I also already looked that up. <laughs> crazy, man. It's crazy. Since you also, I think Berglund retired, if I'm not mistaken. He got. He didn't like it here, so he retired. He's like Monte Davis. He's like, all right, I'm gonna head out. Completely understandable. Oh, I mean, yeah, especially under who who was coaching him and all that. See why. Oh wait, unless oh no, he he played in the SHL last season, but I believe he's retired now. Yeah. But yeah, so Tage Thompson's the first line setter in Buffalo, right? Like. Uh yes yes okay. correct. So he's basically Jack Eichel to be <laughs> well i don't know how likely that is but yeah i know no you're right though he is the first line center yeah but jack eichel yes. obviously obviously to... we had to mention it, it yeah it's inevitable that was the case so you know what just well like obviously i saw your tweets at the time and everything but how did you feel about that trade like like, one, I'm assuming it was a sigh of relief because it just finally happened. But then, two, also, uh, what, Krebs, uh, Tuck, and a first. Mm-hmm. How would you feel about that? Yeah, so just about the whole situation in general, um, you're, you nailed it. I was just happy it was over. Like, I didn't think we were going to keep Jack. I, especially, at, you guys saw on, on Twitter and all that, like, how how much rumors there were about the surgery and just everything that happened. The whole saga just dragged on and on and on. So yep. waking up that morning, it was, I'm just glad it was over because I was just sick of it. You know, like, okay, this guy's not going to be here. We know that just, so just get him out of here. So, but for the trade, um, obviously it sucks losing an elite player like Jack Eichel. Like who wouldn't want Jack Eichel on the team? You know what I mean? So, I just feel at the same time I feel like it was time to move on because of the current circumstances the team's at. So with the return, um, I loved it. 
Um, Tuck is already becoming a fan favorite. He's I can tell you that he's my favorite player. He hasn't played a single game on the ice yet, just because he's doing so much around the community now, and he just has that want to be right to. I know Buffalo is not a tried to place to play right now, especially with how bad they've been, but just and he and I guess the whole state grew up being Sabres fan too. So um I like his attitude. We need more of it and Krebs is doing really well in the NHL right now. I'm not sure how many points he has, but he has like one or two goals I believe and um a good amount of assists. So I do like that trade. Again it sucks losing Jack because Jack Eichel, he's an elite player in the league. But at the same time, it's kind of out with the old and with the new. So mm-hmm. I'm excited for Tuck and Krebs. I'm glad I go with Sergio went well, and he's going to be a problem. Thank God he's not in the conference. I think we can all agree on that. So we don't have to face him that many times a year. So, But, yeah, I'm just glad it's over with and glad they moved down with it. Yeah, it was <laughs> – just the whole saga went on for so long and just so tired of it. Like every week or like, well, probably not every week, but like, I feel like every other show, like Bradley and I would mention, Oh, and this was the latest on Jack Eichel. Nothing still actually happened though. And then that was happening for a good, what? Six months. Yeah. At least six months. feels like it felt like an eternity. Yeah. It's just, Especially with all the rumors of, like, the packages that the Sabres were asking for. And then, like, I mean, I still think Tuck, Krebs, and a first, like, that's still a solid return. But, like, some of the earlier rumors where it's, like, what they were asking for, it's just like, okay, that's not going to happen. And then, I mean, you see at the end, I mean, I I think Tuck's going to work out. Krebs is definitely going to work out. That first, obviously, is just, who knows. Yeah, you it's just, like, up in the air when it comes to the L.A around or something like along that line yeah and yeah but you know you know what's really gonna really gonna make the difference it's gonna be that third round pick that you guys sent to vegas that's gonna it's gonna be the next um mark stone i should have said jack eichel but you know that works too (laughs) what are your thoughts on sabers legend johnny boychuk Biggest trade that happened on that day? <laughs> uh, no, but I have a serious question to ask you. Um, now, the Sabres' first round pick, first overall pick in 2018, Rasmus Dahlin. What do you think of his play and his development as a number one overall pick? So, Rasmus, I'll be honest with you, he struggled this year at the beginning of the year. He hasn't been like, honestly, when we think of Rasmus Dahlin, we think of this next generation defenseman. Like along the lines of like Lindstrom's, um, Hedman's, even McAvoy in some cases, but <laughs> he's been really solid as of late. Um, he's making these amazing moves. He's playing better. He's playing with Will Butcher, I think. So that, I'm not putting all the blame on Butcher because I put some blame on Darlene. I mean, I'm not gonna try to defend him because I like him and all that, but. He definitely deserves some of the blame, but as of late, he's been really, he's been much better compared to what we saw the last, um, last game or last few games or whatever, whatnot. So, um, hoping he can obviously get better. But he's play, he's playing with Mark Pesic right now, and they've been surprisingly really good together. So, 
see if we can keep it up. I just he's gotten like that scoring touchback. He's I think he has two goals. If someone wants to confirm, that'd be great. But I think not as many as Derek now. Scoreboard. He's got three, three goals, three goals, nine assists, twelve points. Yeah, I mean it's not too bad. I don't even it's two. He's undisciplined. He's so undisciplined. But no, it's nice to see him play well again because, I mean, we wanted him to be good, and I feel like the expectation was there with him being first overall pick and how how much he's been, like, labeled as a next-generation player. So I've been – I'm sure you guys are going to be paying attention to him tomorrow as well. I mean, I'm not sure how much you're paying – how much attention you're going to be giving him with how good you guys have a team over there. But – well. You know, him and Marshawn let them mix it up here and there, so we'll see what happens, I guess. Yeah. Uh, can we take uh, Tage Thompson? Can he be our second line center, please? Uh, no. Sorry. No. You're you already got Taylor Hall from us for free. Okay, fine. We'll give you Charlie Coyle. Honors Bjork. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I. I don't know, Darlene, I mean, 12 points in 18 games, he's a, he's even in terms of plus yeah, minus. It's not, like, incredible, but... I mean, it's, for being on the Sabres, like, you know, that's still a pretty thing today. And he's also, you know, 21, so there's more yeah. than enough time. It's weird to think this is his fourth season, but... You know, it's crazy. Like, <laughs> it's, it's nuts. I can't believe it. He's only 21. He's been in the league for a few years already. Yeah, and that's... I mean, I think part of the reason Owen Power isn't playing is because of what's happened to Darlene. Because, like, I mean, Darlene's not bad, but you can see the reasoning for wanting someone to just, you know what, maybe stay, play more in another league for a year, and then actually come back. Because, I mean, Owen Power is going to be really good. And yeah, having Darlene and Power, whether they're on the same pairing or that's a 1-2 on the left side, is, yeah, uh, good. yeah that's, that's kind of okay. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad Power stayed in Michigan this year. Um, you you kind of touched on it already. Like we knew about the Sabers not being that good of a team this year, or so we thought. But um, obviously, there's a lot of season. But I think we can all agree that we don't see them being like a powerhouse like the Tampa Bay's or the Colorados or whatever. So I'm glad Power stayed in college, and especially with how good Michigan's been doing this season. Um, hoping he has some success there. But yeah, like. This last regime rushed players, and you saw that with Casey Mills, that Tage Thompson, like these young guys who are being were just thrown right into the fire. So, and now, and now, like before Casey got hurt, like he was playing really good too. So, like like I said, just amazing what good coaching does. But yeah, um, I wonder. I think Power will be. In the league either next year. I'm not sure if well let me ask you this guys this. Um do you think he could play in Rochester or do you think he'll be ready to go right away? Um I would assume well I don't know like I'm trying to think of other like big name college defensemen that have jumped. But I guess it's not even straight into it. So I mean even if he's playing like third pairing, which although if he's playing third pairing in the NHL, you probably just want him playing top pairing in Rochester. I don't know. He has 20 points in 14 games, obviously, as a yeah. defenseman. 
uh, on Michigan. Granted, that Michigan team is absolutely stacked still. Um, but I, I don't know. Like, I don't... <laughs> I couldn't tell you enough about how he's actually done there more yeah. than just pass the points. Yeah. But, hey, I mean, Johnny Beecher's on that team, too, and, well, anyways, we don't focus on that. <sighs> um, So, looking to tomorrow, uh, Bruins play the Sabres. That's in Buffalo. I'm kind of upset that Ristolainen can't score an own goal again. That game too. What that was Hall's goal too, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Hall Hall got the goal because Ristolainen put in his own net. Yeah. Although that was, uh, oh my god, the goalie's first win, right? AUPL. Yeah. Yeah. Was, I think it was his first game too. What? Wait. What's his? Because he's not. He's he just in Rochester as well. Yeah, UPL is having an interesting season. Like, he started out slow, really slow. Like, other goalies who were in college, um, Eric Portillo and Devin Levi, who came over from the Reinhardt deal, were mm-hmm. having better numbers than him. And I think last week or two weeks ago, UPL was, like, the first star in the AHL. So, um, I kind of expected him not to be up here this year, especially, again, we're going back to the situation this team is in right now. But I do expect him to either be up here later this year again, like he was last year, or next season. So, I mean, nice to have goalies in the system because we obviously developed them one goalie, and now he's on the divisional rival. We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's UPL story. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he's up at the end of the year depending on where this team is. So UPL in 10 games with the Rochester Americans has a 3.61 goals against average and an 8.78 save percentage. Ooh. Yeah. It's, it hasn't been pretty, but I know last week, I, I it doesn't change the stat line, but mm-hmm. last week he was really good. But yeah, like I said, he's been really yeah. slow. So. Yeah. Yeah, but it, he's a goalie. <laughs> they're, they're inconsistent enough as pass. it is and especially when he's what still like 21 22 i would 22. assume yeah yeah oh he's taking one pick after stednika oh yeah and i mean for talking about you know young goalies not doing so great i mean bradley we can kind of look at swayman on uh sunday night <laughs> I mean, you definitely looked at Swayman on Sunday night, uh, but you know, I don't, uh, I don't think you want to talk about being at that game. So, uh, yeah, it was fun. I had so much fun. Best game I've ever been to. Mm-hmm. I mean, how was it to be back there, though? Like in the garden? Like, cause surely oh, that, was... surely that was great. Oh, it was incredible. I mean, uh, it was, I don't know the exact number, but it was over 700 days since I'd last been there. So it it was weird to be back. I was like, wow, I'm actually going to go to a game today. And <laughs> trying to go in from the cold air to, the, you know, the warmer arena surrounded by people with a mask on, my glasses were just fogged up the <laughs> entire time. But yeah, no, oh my god, it was it was so much fun to actually be back there. But then once you know the puck dropped, I, I kind of stopped having fun. But yeah, no fault of TD Gardens. 
Actually, no. Uh, all of the employees at the garden specifically made sure that you would have a bad night. Exactly. Yeah, Jess actually paid them all. That wouldn't surprise me. Whoa. All right, just going to write that timestamp down and send it to Jess. <laughs> Make sure she hears that. Anyways, um, Zach, who's winning tomorrow night? What's the score going to be? 4-2. How many saves does Allmark make? Is he playing? Is that first I, I, I don't know, but I'm I'm assuming. Yeah, he's, he's starting, yeah. Somewhere in the 20s. Where 20s. Hey, you're not gonna try to predict a shutout like like I did with Ladar on Sunday. Yeah, I think you did too, didn't you? Adam? Yeah, I was like, can't <laughs> wait for yeah, this Ladar revenge game shutout, and then, yep. I mean, he already had a shutout revenge game against us earlier in the season. Well, and... okay, but for ve- you know... revenge is a dish best served cold and twice. So. Exactly. Despite getting outshot and outplayed that game. We still lost, and I don't like that. Bruins, according to Money Puck, have a 62.2% chance of winning tomorrow. You would think that would be higher, but anyways. No offense. No offense. I love you. I don't care. I'm not really defending them anymore, so. (laughs) Yeah. Defending them long enough, and I know what's, what's, like, going on with this team right now, so. It wouldn't surprise me. I'm missing part of the game anyways tomorrow, so. Wow. Busy man. Yeah. I'm Fake fan. Yeah. Okay, Bradley. I'm just kidding. I'm Fake just kidding. Sabres fan. I know, right? Yeah, so you don't hear that fan. much. Uh, so I'm going to go through Cap Friendly here, and I'm going to throw you a couple of trades here that oh, I yeah. see. Oh, doing this again? Uh, I'll yeah. go trade a few months ago. I gotta, I gotta find some good ones though. So if we want to talk about something else, well, first. I know Zach's on here, but uh, I st- we still have to do it every episode. Uh, so here's the Ryan Spooner update. He has right, 27 points in 31 uh, KHL games, nine goals, 18 assists. That looks pretty similar to what we saw the last time. Uh, yeah, David Krejci, 22. Oh. Oops, okay, I'm go. sorry. No, no, go. I know you're going to go. Uh, David Krejci, 22 games played, 12 goals, 23 points. Mm-hmm. Of course. It would be cool to have him, you know, no offense to Charlie Coyle. I think his play is perfectly suited for third line, not second line. He but... is not a second line center. He could be a second line right winger, not a second line center. Uh... <sighs> okay. Um, let me just click a random one. Oh, oh new ideas. These are about to be awful, aren't they? I they're uh, cap friendly trades. They always are. That's kind of the point of. They're us doing all this. like random depth trades, though. That like aren't boring. Well, here you go, Craig Anderson and Troy Stetcher to the Edmonton Oilers for Zach Cassian, Miko Koskinen, Tyson Berry, and a first. <laughs> what in the world? Um, what? You accept that trade seven times out of seven. Yes. Adila has Tyson. Excuse me, sorry about that. Adila has Tyson Berry in it. Yes. Uh, now let me see. Oh, sell, sell, sell is the title. 
There was Legends that casted, by the way. Never forget. Oh, God. Colin Miller to the Golden Knights. Uh, back to the Hi. Golden Knights for a third. Will Butcher yeah. to the Flames for a third. Yeah. Cody Eakin to the Panthers for a fifth. Hi. Anders Bjork to the Coyotes for a fourth. <laughs> Drake Kachula to the Avalanche for a fifth. Yeah. Oh, you can't say see it at Drake Kajula. What are you doing? Oh, I know. Craig Anderson to the Flyers for a fourth. Um, I'm not really finding... I guess you guys don't really have big names to trade. But Yeah, at this point. Oh, Robert Haig to the Bruins for a fifth. <laughs> not bad. I, uh... There was one posted two minutes ago about the Bruins and Canucks. Uh, it's called Kick the I've... Tires. And uh, the trade is oh, no. DeBrusque, Smith, Stanika, Riley, a second, and a first to the Canucks for Brock Besser and JT Miller. Oh, God. Okay. Now, granted, that makes the lineup Marshawn, Bergeron, Pasternak, Hall, Coyle, Besser, Miller, Hall of Felino, Bleed, Nosek, Lazar, but... Also, then Derek Forbert is like the definitive second defenseman, and Clifton is forced to play. And um, mm-hmm. also, I don't think that trade would ever happen. <laughs> but uh... I see one Bruins one here. Uh, trade deadline set for playoffs. Uh, Mike Riley, Lauko, a first and a third to the Islanders for Brock Nelson. <laughs> yeah, because um, the Islanders randomly... traded the Bruins. Randomly, Jake DeBrusque to the Rangers for a second and a fourth. Um, no one is trading a second-round pick for Jake DeBrusque. I'm sorry. Um, Braden McNabb to the Bruins for a third-round pick. Timber's legend. Oh, all right. I don't hate that. Oh, here's one with the Sabres. Uh, oh, why does everyone want everyone want Colin Miller back on the Bruins? I've seen four. <laughs> Suggested trades with Colin Miller winding up. Give you a Pringle bag for him. He's lying back. Empty or full? Uh, full. Can we go half? Deal. Wow. No deal. Oh. I'll screw you. <laughs> wow, you're Kevin rude. Adams. Hey, give Kyle Adams some cry about the Eichel deal because he did not... I mean, it was an um, impossible situation. For him, like, like didn't back down. Didn't allow his player to get a get surgery, surgery he needed to heal. Yeah, but, Props to him. The, I don't, don't care about the player now. I care more about, more about the team. Own me. Damn. I have. I just have. Uh, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I have one. Uh, one more cap friendly thing just to just to go through, and it's one that someone's blowing up the Habs, and oh, I no. think some of these are funny. So, Tyler Toffoli, Chris Weidman, and Jacob Olafson to the Winnipeg Jets for Nathan Boyu, a first and a second. Nathan Boyu. Yeah. Then they trade Arturi Lekanen to the Wild for a third. Nathan Boyu to the Predators for a sixth. Then Dvorak. Some random guy in a seventh to the wild for a first and a second. Then they trade Jake Allen and Jonathan Drouin to the uh, Penguins for Jason Zucker, two seconds and a fourth. They trade Mike Hoffman to the Leafs for Nick Ritchie, a second and a third. They trade Joel Edmondson and a fourth to the Caps for Hagelin and two seconds. 
Then they trade Sherrod and Matthew Perot to the Rangers for Patrick Nemeth and a first. Then they trade Gallagher to the Oilers for Russell, Kazian, and a second. So that uh, that gives them eight second-round picks. And I just want to know what fantasy this person is living in. <laughs> Granted, it's called Decimation for Mr. Right, but uh, still. Jeez. All right. Um... um. Well, this Leafs fan, I figured we should do a couple of Leafs fans since we oh, you know, love laughing at them. Uh, so they somehow have them getting Dylan Strom off of waivers. Um, right. And that they'd waive Nick Ritchie. Uh, the reasoning for waiving Nick Ritchie is Leafs had the right idea with the Ritchie signing, but the guy processes the game at such a slow, play, slow pace. He's become an, ex- an expensive, ineffective fourth left wing. Wow, Let him go to a that. team like Florida. Maybe they can rejuvenate him like Bennett. Dylan DeMello for a second. Lawson Kraus for Justin Hall. Uh, pick up Connor Sheary on waivers and what? Casey Smith on waivers too. What? Apparently everyone's getting waived. They wave back. This is just this person's uh-huh. ideal NHL 22 team. Which, granted, all of these things I'm always are. It's but... a good game. I still haven't even bought it, and I don't know if I will. Yeah, be glad you don't. It's terrible. Would you trade Mike Riley in a second to the Leafs for uh, Jake Muzzin? Yes. Oh, wait. No, no, no. Uh, this guy has the Bruins trading Mike Riley. He's, this guy confused me with his title and stuff, but... Mike Riley for a second to the Leafs. And oh. then put Mike Riley with Muzzin. What? what yeah, the Bruins... Wants. I mean... Well, the Muzzin Riley trade wasn't realistic, obviously, but like, yeah, the Bruins are just gonna give Riley to the Leafs now, totally. Also, I'm ashamed of that random person on the internet for not saying put Riley with Riley. Come on. Ah, uh, oh, here you go, Alex Kerfoot, Mitch Marner, and a first <laughs> to the Vancouver Canucks for Pedersen, their first and a second. Oh my God. Yeah, because the Leafs then, need Matthews, ooh. Pedersen, Tavares down the middle. Ooh, and then they'd flip that first-round pick from Vancouver with Rasmus Sandin to the <laughs> Arizona Coyotes for Jacob Chikrin, some Moser prospect, and a second-round pick. <laughs> so, wait. They're trading a first and Sandin for Chikrin, but there's more after... Like, there's more than Chikrin? Because even a first and Sandin, I don't even know if Arizona accepts that. Jesus. Yeah, some Janice Moser. Stupid Janice Moser. Let's see. What he a hoser. Is, well, he's 21, uh. 21 years old. He plays in the AHL. He's got seven points in 12 games. No clue who he is, but he's a guy. Oh, great. having some fun in the offseason. Peter Morazic to the Bruins for a third and a fourth. Why? <laughs> Uh, yes, Allmark for the next four years. And then let's bring in Morazic when Rask is coming back and Swayman's also, you know, here. Oh, Tuca, I miss you. Oh, one player from every team I want on the Leafs. Oh, dear God. Oh, dear God. Well, like... All right. Well, from <laughs> Buffalo. Pedersen, Crosby. Uh... <laughs> from Buffalo, they want Rasmus Dahlin. Really? Oh, screw you. And from Boston, they want Taylor Hall. 
they want okay. No want offense to Taylor Hall. Taylor Hall or David Pasternak. Or Marshawn. Or McAvoy. Like, hello? They couldn't do anything about, about it in that. Apparently how not. about this, Alex? Oh god. William Mikheyev and Pierre Engvall to the Boston Bruins. No. For, uh a fourth this year. A fifth in 2023, and then a fifth in 2024. What kind of trade? <laughs> oh, they think they can get a Cole Caulfield for Nick Ritchie, a first and a second. <laughs> oh, wait, there's more. It's Mike Hoffman, a third and a fourth, too. What the hell oh is going God. on? <laughs> oh, wait, then they flip Mike Hoffman to Seattle for Callie Yarncrow. Kale Flurry, a second and another second. Oh my God! Jesus. All right, I'm getting off cap finally before I get a headache. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I have much more to actually uh, add. I, I I don't. Uh, actually, Zach, seeing as you're a Red Sox fan. Oh, this is a baseball podcast now. All of a sudden. No, this isn't even going to be about baseball. But pitching changes with Fenway Sports Group trying to buy the Penguins. <laughs> why like what is that like crosby coming to the bruins sure but like can crosby pitch <laughs> maybe all right let's do it no you know no gigabrain the olympics happen in three months marshawn crosby bergeron almost guaranteed to be the line so fenway is just trying to get ahead and get crosby to the bruins that way they can practice early Yes, I know Fenway Sports Group is obviously American when care about the American team, but I don't care. So, there's that. There's there's Which the conspiracy the theory. Line was going to be Marshawn Crosby Bergeron. That's probably the second line because whichever McDavid? line McDavid, yeah, someone McDavid Marner. I'm assuming is the first, <laughs> and then McKinnon's like the third line center. Yeah, that Canada team's gonna be stupid up front, but and like Braden Point on the fourth line sounds good. Well, he's don't forget he's out though now, so he can't. I don't think. Isn't it like six he... weeks? Oh, was... wait, is it? Okay, never mind. Yeah, I didn't no, think it was that sure. long. Sure. But, you know, apparently Andrew Mangiapane might be on that Canada team too. Which, all right. Aww, the Sabers just tweeted. Thanksgiving is almost here. Celebrate with the fam at Key Bank Center. Thanksgiving placemat giveaway for the first 8,000 fans. Yay. I mean, surely you're going now. Oh, yeah. I I want my placemat so bad. That tweet was posted... Get my placemat and a leaf. That tweet was posted a minute ago and only has four likes. (laughs) From an account with 800,000 followers. No one wants the placemats. Everyone's excited. Clearly. Thanksgiving Five Eve now. hockey. Oh, Jesus. Zach Bogosian just scored. Alright. Oh, God. It was legend. Uh, of course. Well. Just like every other player. Playing for the Sabres, going elsewhere, and finding success. Shut up. I'm nah, sorry. Surely, surely no one's ever done that. Oh, sorry. Do you do you want to make this a baseball podcast? Yeah, pitching change with Alex Brand Zach. All right. So Robbie Ray won the Cy Young over Garrett Cole. Um, yeah. How, how, how do you, how do you feel about that one, Bradley? 
Um, he only won because of Cole's uh busted hamstring. Excuse Cole didn't get that injury, he still wins it. Right. So then maybe Cole just simply should not have been injured. I don't. I don't know why yeah, he didn't maybe, consider that. Maybe he should just get a new hamstring. What a bum. Exactly. Like he just easily got one. God. And how do you do with all the money he's making? Really. Again. Like you whispered there. so weirdly that none of that came through. <laughs> Literally, I didn't hear a thing. Yeah. I wrap my hand around the mic so it sounds like I'm talking through a McDonald's speaker. Or or you're about to tell me to stay seated while the uh, seatbelt light is on and as we're approaching. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I like that one. It, come on, do it. I, I'm waiting. I'm waiting to hear it. <laughs> All oh. the viewers want this. Yeah. Viewers, definitely. same thing. Wait, hold on. I got to Google, like, a script. <laughs> a pilot a, script. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Jeez. Now everyone's just going to know that this whole show is just us reading off a script. Oh, no. Really? It's scripted. Yeah, completely scripted. Here. God, if it was scripted, that'd be sad. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, we're experiencing some turbulence. Please return to your seats and fasten your seatbelts. That's actually yeah, that's like the first yeah. one. <laughs> that's actually that's just accurate. spot on, yeah. Nope. <laughs> Alright, I have a new career. Yep. You're you're Any not gonna be a pilot. Movie role? You're, you're not a pilot, you're just gonna be someone who voices for pilots. You're just gonna be yeah. in the cockpit and just speaking on behalf of the pilots. What do you guys think about the New Jersey Devils in New Jersey's? Oh. I I okay, I don't hate them, but they're not good. No, they're not. I mean, they look better with the players on them or on the players, but it's nothing like it. It just looks like what Chicago wore in the 2019 uh, Winter Classic. That was the one against the Bruins. Like, you know, there's been too many. Like a freaking, it looks like a freaking Jailhouse Rock jersey that you were wearing. <laughs> yeah, it's just like um, it, and obviously, you know, it says Jersey because New Jersey. Yeah, but like, still, it just looks like it's just like ah, yes, this is a Jersey. I do like the Bordeaux thing though with the um. Yeah, I think, oh, yeah. I think they, like, the strings is, like, from the guy's all-time winner, whatever it was. Yeah, it was just like, oh, yeah, Martin Brodeur helped design this jersey. And it's like, I mean, good thing he's a good goalie. <laughs> Custom EASHL jersey. Literally. I, I, <laughs> you gotta, gotta change the uh, EASHL team to just that. Jersey. Put pant on your pants. Shoot. Put a thing on the comments that said uh, helmet and skates. Yeah. <laughs> on the actual helmet and skates. Yeah, and the Devils actually then posted a, like, they tweeted out, like, a picture of, like, a Devil's hat with just hat posted on it. It said coming soon, maybe. That's about right. Yeah. Um. All right. Were you going to say something, Bradley? Because I feel like you were, and then. I forgot. Don't worry about it. Well, typical. Uh, if we want, we can move on to the two questions that we have. They're really quick. Um, blue and White at the Blue and White uh, asked, said, I have a question for Zach. Exactly how many dubs a day do you take? Infinite number of dubs. So that's the zero. Dub man. Oh, okay. really? The dub man. Yes, he called a dub man. Why is that? Say dubbed, man. I can't help it. Mm. Have you considered telling your sports teams to follow? I mean, 
Yeah. <laughs> and okay, well, that's fair. Uh, and then Jaden at Halsey asked, uh, is Taylor Hall in fact a Boston Bruin? Yes. Yeah. So is Linus Allmark, but, uh, well, he hasn't been oh. amazing. Oh, Stuker asked, oh, wait. Give it a month. Through. Oh, my bad. Oh, wait, no. What about David Craig? Oh, no, he's not either. God damn. Give it a month. <laughs> I don't know. Give it a year. For Krejci. Oh yes, Krejci will, Krejci will still be playing in ten years. He's actually going to come back to the league when Yager does. So Yager still playing hockey, so you never say never. It's true. I mean, he's playing against Krejci, so exactly. They both can You know, what? let's go to Boston together. There they are. Yeah, Yager playing Boston too at one point. Yeah, one oh. season. I think I don't remember how many how many goals he scored. Do you know Bradley? Like, I'll quickly Google, but... Wait, what's up? Sorry, I wasn't listening. Wow. Just talking about Yager. I was reading something. Talking about Yager, how many goals he has now? Like, no. this year? Uh, okay, or... he had nine Boston. goals... Or, not, sorry. Nine, he had nine points in 11 games in the regular season, and then 10 and 22. Oh, uh, on the cup final loss to the uh, Blackhawks. It was because of him and Casper Stoggins. Uh, I I still remember Casper's Dogovans doing that shootout move. Yeah. Yep. I mean, Chris yep. Kelly. I I have some random memories of like the early Sens games that I went to. Like I like obviously Bruins Sens games, but like I remember Chris Kelly getting hurt in one of them. Uh, also Dogovans doing that in a shootout. We don't mention sixteen seventeen. That didn't happen. Even though we were both at game two, but uh, anyways. Yeah, uh, you were like what four years old then? <laughs> yeah, basically. Um. Well, I don't know if I. I don't think I have anything else to add. Uh, Bradley, do you? Heck no. <laughs> well, Zach, if you want to take a minute to plug everything that you have. Go ahead. The stage is yours. Alrighty. So you can follow me. First of all, why are you not following me already? That's true. Like, it's like illegal. It's like Bruce or Bradley's tweets. Mm-hmm. So, um, Bradley got the reference. Guess not. Okay. Wait, <laughs> is it illegal or? Oh yeah, my tweets are so good they should be illegal. Yeah. Sometimes. Don't worry. I know. I know. Even if he doesn't know about his own. Oh no! I know. I know. Um, follow me on. At Zach J underscore thirteen on Twitter, have my own YouTube channel that that I we actually do with the Sabers. Uh, my buddy John and I do it. We do it monthly. It's called the Blue and Gold Hockey Network on YouTube. Legends. Go subscribe. Go yes. I know that's you and Alex. Um, Aww. What the heck was that? <laughs> Aww. Freaking seagull over here. And then I just started my own podcast today. Um, Called the BFLO Sports Podcast. Um, just pretty much, today was my first show with with Couch Day Sports. Um, do it about the Sabres, the Bills, changes every now and then because it just depends on the situation. So, like for example, today was about the Bills against the Saints and their struggles, and then the Sabres. My thoughts on the season so far. So, yeah, that's where you can find me. Um, 
I liked, I interact with Riley and Alex a good amount, not like we used to, but. Wow. Especially when, oh, on Snapchat, it's a different story, not on Twitter, <laughs> but on Snapchat, yes. Um, and then, yeah, so don't expect me to be tweeting much during the Sabres and Bruins again tomorrow because I already know what's coming my way. Yeah. It's the Sabres win. Guarantee it right here, right now. Sabres are winning tomorrow night, 3 2. Who's scoring? Uh, Darlene Hadrick. (laughs) No, Bjork Hadrick. Let me change it for you. Bjork revenge game. There you go. Yes. Hall's going to have two, but Bjork's going to have one more. Just, just what if Hall, Lazar, and Bjork all score? Then the world ends. Then so I'm rooting for it. Yeah. Ooh. What Colin Miller then? Uh, I'll be shocked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is the last Bruins Sabres game until New Year's Day. And they play oh, at 1 great. p.m. Uh, and then after that, and then after that, they don't play until April 28th. Oh, darn, what a shame. I really want to play Boston again Yeah. every single month like we did last year. Yeah, I'm, I'm just so, I'm so glad we're on a normal schedule. It's so nice to see other teams. Literally. Like, next month, I believe, the Bruins... Yeah, next month is the Bruins-Canadian Western Road Trip. They play, you know, Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary. And I'm excited for that. I think... I don't know when the California one is. I think it's, like, not until April. Which is just fantastic because that's when they have all their. Uh... Oh right, no, no, the California one is uh, in February, right after the uh, Olympic break, because they play Seattle and then they do the whole Western. Already thing. had a Jeez. Western conference or Western um, coast trip already, so that's good. <laughs> well, one half of it at least. We still have to play Arizona, Vegas, and um, someone else. I forget who they were, but when uh, do you know when Vegas and Buffalo play? Or actually, Robin. when does Vegas play in Buffalo, is the question. I'll find this out. March 10th, 2022. Um, you'll find this so out. So Jack Eichel is going to be returning to Buffalo. He should Pretty be. Much. That'll That'll be interesting. I, I have to ask, if you, like if you were at that game, would you be booing or cheering for Eichel? You know, I don't like to boo the players, really. Um... That is the correct answer. <laughs> uh, don't don't let Sarah's or um Sarah's people hear this because I know how much they booed their hall during the game. The oh yeah, beating him there this year. So I don't really boo. I mean, I'm honestly mature enough to know like the situation and all that, and I do feel like Jack like to hear. Despite like I'm not talking about like playing like the Sabres, but I meant like. As a community, I feel like mm-hmm. he would he loved it here because he did so much, like donate money to one of the hospitals here and all that. So I'm I'm sure there's gonna be some booing, but I'm not sure if I want to go to the game because I know how good he is. So um, I don't know. We'll see. It's um it'll be weird though seeing him in that Vegas jersey though. That's for sure. Yeah, I that's gonna be weird. Like regardless, like whenever he actually suits up his first first game, it's gonna be like that doesn't seem right. Now he has to be underneath that poor Twitter account. So, <laughs> I'm really yeah. said it best. Is he really free? Well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's fair. But yeah, it's gonna be weird. Um, 
I hope he doesn't. I would say I hope he doesn't. I hope he sucks against us, but I just know that's not gonna happen because Saber's luck. He's gonna score a freaking hat trick against us or whatever. Have a night. Well, score the, score the overtime goal to win it or the shootout goal. Never know. Don't worry, Bjork will do that tomorrow. And on that note, um, that's all we have. Uh, as always, you know, stay safe, have fun. Bruins play the Sabres tomorrow. Bradley and I will be back probably a week from now, you know, like it normally is. And, um, Zach, do you want to just say one final thing and then we can end this? Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. That's all I got to say. You have it at the wrong time. I don't care. Happy, have, I hope everyone has a happy Thanksgiving and go Bills. That's all I got to say. But yeah, happy Thanksgiving and go Packers. And then, Bradley, you can... Oh, no one cares about the Cowboys. Ah, uh, that's true. Yeah, go Cowboys. Woo! <laughs> the Thank cowgirls? you. Okay, that that's enough.